0: Welcome to another episode of The Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode. We are recording this show on yet another lazy Sunday afternoon, long weekend here. Um, before I start the show, I just want to say a quick uh, congratulations to uh, the producer of the show, Joe Thiessen. Uh he, he and his beautiful wife got married this weekend, uh, so definitely really excited for them. Quick congratulations. Uh, Joe does a lot of really good work here on the podcast. I always say that he does all the hard work and all I have to do is talk to myself for about half an hour. So uh, huge shout out to Joe and Eddie, uh, his wife on, on a fantastic, uh, uh, wedding ceremony, despite the quarantine, uh, just, yeah, quick congratulations to them. And, um, and I wish you guys a long and happy marriage. And thanks to Joe for all the hard work that he puts into this podcast, editing it and uh, getting it ready to upload every week. So on to today's show, uh, on today's show, we're going to go over the news. Uh, we have a lot of uh, really stupid players doing really stupid things uh, outside of football. Uh, and then I'm going to give you guys um, 16 big questions for or for every single um, team in the AFC. I'm not going to give them 16 questions. I'm going to give them one question each which equals 16. I believe there's 16 teams in each conference. 32 divided by two is 16. Uh, don't check the math. I'm pretty sure that's correct. So yeah, that's what's up on today's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget, if you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, uh, give us a rating, give us a review. Uh, be sure to share us with your friends. Uh, we we want to get the podcast out there as much as possible. Uh, but without further ado, let's just jump right into the news. First up in the news, we have another uniform reveal. This is probably the fifth or sixth team this season that has released new uniforms uh, this season. And it is the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, This is a uniform uh, that has been quite highly anticipated and not for good reasons for for months now, ever since they released the new logo, which everybody was super critical with. And I think uh, the case with these uniforms, you know, I think everybody was very ready for when these uniforms came out. Was very ready to hate on them. Uh, I think the internet was ready to come together and really um, just bully the Rams over the uniforms, and that's exactly what they did. I mean, uh, overall, I was I was not expecting a lot from these uniforms. Uh, if you haven't seen them, be sure to check them out, uh, out on Twitter or or on the or, or on the Rams website or wherever you can find stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you can find it somewhere. Um, I was actually not. Uh not as disappointed in the uniforms as I thought. They're, they're not good. They're not good. A lot of people say that they look eerily similar to the Los Angeles Chargers uniforms, which is not ideal if you're trying to become the best team in Los Angeles uh, to copy the uniforms uh, of the other Los Angeles team. But overall, I mean, they, they could be a lot worse. Uh, I still don't understand why they didn't just stick with their throwback uniforms as their primary uniforms, not make the horn different not try to modernize the uniform. There's so many teams in the NFL that do this. They have really, really good throwback uniforms. And my team is an example of this, the Miami Dolphins. I'm currently wearing a throwback Dolphins sweater as I'm recording this. And I just wish that the Dolphins, teams like the Dolphins, teams like the Rams would just listen to the fans. The fans are crying and shouting about this. Just go back to the throwback uniforms. Why does everybody insist on uh, Nike modernizing the uniforms and overcomplicating them? There's nothing wrong with simple throwbacks or just simple uniforms in general. I, I, you know, uh, I was, I was not all too impressed with these uniforms. Uh, they're not the worst uniforms I've ever seen. One big question I have is their secondary uniforms are, are, are brownish, grayish whitish color. Um, and they call these uniforms, uh, the, they call that color bone color, but then on the helmet of their uniforms, the bone, uh, in quotations or, uh, horns, I guess horns are bones, right? I don't know. This is not a, uh, a science podcast, but, uh, the, the, the horns on their helmet are yellow, which is a totally different color than the bone color on their uniform. So what, what, what kind of bones does this Ram have? Do, does he have yellow bones? Does he have brownish grayish whitish bones? You know, I think these are just, uh, put in a long list of the questions that will never be answered in sports history. What color does the Rams bones have? But yeah, overall, I would say the uniforms are not nearly as bad as I thought they would be. Uh, I'll give it a six out of 10. Still think that they're going to change these uniforms in five years when they have a chance. Next up in the news, we have a bunch of boneheads doing a bunch of bonehead moves. We just talked about the bonehead on the Ram, and now we're talking about actual boneheads in the NFL. Uh, First up in the news, this is something that broke, uh, uh, I believe, the middle of this last week, and it was... Uh, Giants uh, rookie cornerback, he was a rookie last year. Uh, DeAndre Baker and Seahawks uh, free agent signing defensive back Quinton Dunbar were arrested, or there was a originally an arrest warrant out for them uh, on robbery and assault charges uh, this week. Apparently, they were at a party, and they or I don't know if they were in, were invited to the party. I don't know all the details, but they were at a party, uh, or they arrived at a party and robbed thousands a dollar's worth of jewelry and and stuff like that off of people at gunpoint. Um, And yeah, I, I cannot even begin to understand why they would do something like this. I, you know, obviously I'm not a rich, famous uh, person, uh, a rich, famous football player. I'm just some guy who talks about football in his uh, bedroom, but I feel like, it's you have you have it all. You're you're rich. You're young. Uh, you're you're really good at professional football. Why on earth do you have to rob somebody at gunpoint? It makes no sense to me. You have everything, and now there are many people who are thinking that DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar's careers could be over up on this. This is this story is far from over. I just I cannot begin to understand uh, uh why they would do something like this. And later on in the week, they actually gave themselves up. Uh, they were arrested. they are in custody. So like I said, the story is long from over, and I just it boggles my mind anytime I hear something like this and or hear something about domestic abuse, which happens a lot in the NFL. I just don't understand uh, how you constantly put yourselves in situations like this. Uh, these guys need to get uh, themselves separated from bad influences in, in in their life and 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 stop having people leech off them so uh, to end up in situations like this. And it's just, it's really disappointing uh, when when you see young players like this uh, just throw their careers away, potentially. Uh, Hopefully it doesn't happen. Hopefully there's a misunderstanding. I seriously doubt there's a misunderstanding in this situation. But uh, yeah, it's definitely very disappointing. Um, And then another uh, young player, a rookie last year uh, in the same rookie class as DeAndre Baker, uh, Bill's defensive tackle, Ed Oliver. He was one of the top um, defensive tackle prospects uh, in the draft, Uh, The year before he got drafted, he was projected to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. Uh, His his stock kind of fell off. There was some personality problems with him. Um, And this week in Houston, where he's from in Texas, he actually got pulled over um, and was charged with uh, driving drunk. Uh, And I believe he also had a gun in the car. I don't think he got charged for having a gun in the car. It is Texas, so you can pretty much um, do whatever you want with guns, I guess. (laughs) I won't get into that. But apparently while he was arrested or while he was pulled over, um, he had a beer bottle in between his legs, which is just, i just boggles my mind. I mean, at least hide the beer bottle in between your legs. I can't, like, how does a cop, how does a cop make it to your driver's side window and you still have a beer in between your legs? I mean, first of all, don't drink and drive. This is a tip to everybody listening to this show. Uh, Don't do something stupid. Don't drink and drive. If you had too much to drink, please call a cab uh, stay where you are don't drink and drive but you know if you get caught in a situation like this okay this is actually you know i kind of am giving people advice but i mean he's already screwed why not try to throw the beer bottle away or hide it at least somewhere or dump it and like have it empty like he still had it in between his legs when the car pulled up to him uh but anyways uh, another situation where it's disappointing a young player uh, this one, uh, maybe not quite as serious. Uh, I don't think his career will be over because of something like this, but it's disappointing. He had a fantastic year, uh, started off kind of slow last year, but really came into his own uh, with the Buffalo Bills. And he was a player that I really liked in last year's draft. And if he can just get past these personality issues, he's, he's had some problems with coaches and, and stuff like that in the past. If he can just get past these, he can be an all-pro level talent. He's He's got that kind of talent. Uh, so it's obviously really disappointing to see Ed Oliver, DeAndre Baker, and Quentin Dunbar in situations like this. Just stop breaking the law, you know? Just listen to Jim Carrey from Liar, Liar, and stop breaking the law. It cannot possibly be that hard. I'm sure you can find something else to do with your millions and millions of dollars. And then the last item in the news, uh, obviously we're still stuck in quarantine right now. We have a lot of things going, uh, opening up more. Uh, It seems like a lot of states and a lot of, uh, I live in Canada, so a lot of provinces are are starting to open up more and more businesses, but obviously we should still take the quarantine uh, uh, pretty seriously. Um, uh, a lot of things, uh, businesses are still closed. We're still in quarantine in a lot of places, but uh, Roger Goodell actually announced this week that Tuesday, uh, May 19th, the NFL will officially open up uh, all of its facilities or the facilities in which their states will allow them to be open. Uh, I believe something like 22 uh, facilities will be able to open uh, on Tuesday. Uh, This actually excludes um, any players or coaches from opening. I believe it's just staff from the building. So uh, I'm not sure exactly what that entails, but I think you're only allowed to have uh, like 50% or something of your employees uh, at the NFL uh, organizations at the team facilities. So um, obviously we're not totally there yet, but this is, it's a step in the right direction. It's, it's, it's a little bit of hope. Hopefully uh, by the time football season rolls around, everything can get more and more back to normal and we can, we can have sports because right now I'm, I'm just really, really missing sports. Uh, I, am am Toronto Raptors fan. I've been watching their, their NBA finals replays from last year. I've been watching them over and over just cause I miss sports so much. And, uh, I just, yeah, I'm really hoping that this is uh, the first step into, uh, life getting back to normal and sports getting back to normal. Uh, so hopefully there's a little bit of hope and that's all for the news today. Uh, let's just jump right into the next part of the show. I do say, let's just jump into the part of the show, uh, a lot. So, you know, let's try to come up with different ways to transition, Joe. Uh, so the main segment on today's show is, uh, one big question for all 16 AFC teams. We're going to go through, uh, the AFC teams division by division, uh, and, and we're going to give them one big burning question, uh, that they have going into this NFL season. So some teams might think they got to figure it out. Uh, not so fast. I'll give you one question. Um, and We're going to do the NFC next week. So if your team is in the NFC and you're disappointed that we're not going to talk about them, uh, next week we'll, d- we'll do the NFC. Uh, but this week is AFC and we're going to start off with the AFC North. And why not start off with the division champions, the, uh, the team that had the most dominant uh, regular season last year, the Baltimore Ravens. And this was a team that I, I actually struggled to come up with uh, one big question. I think this is a very complete team, a very complete roster. We saw that last year. I mean, they were obviously incredibly successful. Uh, obviously, a very disappointing end to the season, getting upset and really just completely destroyed by the Titans last year in the playoffs. It wasn't really a close game. Going back and watching that game is actually quite entertaining because it's just it's just a wild, absurd game where uh, I mean the Titans just went and and whipped whipped on uh, the Tennessee tight, uh, or the Baltimore Ravens rather. Uh, but I was able to come up with a question and the, my big question for the Baltimore Ravens is what are you going to do to get over the edge? So obviously we've been talking about how incredibly successful they were last year. Lamar Jackson was the MVP. You had the best run game in football with Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson, uh, and, and you had Marquise Hollywood Brown the rookie wide receiver really coming into his own last season. He did struggle with some injuries like he did in college, but you're hoping that he can step up this season. You had a pretty good defense, and in this offseason, you filled uh, a huge need uh, at the linebacker position with Patrick Queen, really the only hole on this defense. You had a weird incident with Earl Thomas. I'm not going to get too much into it. If you want, you can look it up. Uh, Just don't do it uh, with kids around because it's a very weird incident. Hopefully that gets resolved and Earl Thomas is back to playing uh, at a Pro Bowl level. But uh, yeah, what are you going to do to get over the edge? So you made it. uh, You looked like a dominant team last year, but when it came down to it in the playoffs, you were not good enough. Uh, What do you need to improve? What do the Baltimore Ravens need to do to get over the edge? Is it offense? Do you maybe need to have Lamar Jackson uh, develop as a thrower, become more of a thrower than just a runner? And I thought he did that last year. He developed a lot more than he did in his rookie season uh, as far as throwing goes. Does he need to take that next step and become uh, more of a 50/50 throwing and running, or uh, does he need to, or is it maybe the defensive side of the ball that needs to improve? Obviously, they went out and tried to improve the defense and got a stud linebacker to to make that defense a little bit more dominant. Matthew Judon uh, is still there. Uh, a lot of people thought that he would go somewhere else. Um, so you you have the pieces. You have Earl Thomas, like we talked about. You have uh, Marlon Humphrey. Uh, guys like that, too, have a good defense. And we saw them get absolutely shellacked by Derek Henry last season. Do you need to um, improve your run defense? And I think they did that. They brought in Calais Campbell. Uh, they brought in, like we have, have already said a couple times, Patrick Queen. I think they brought in some guys. They tried to bolster the interior offensive line. They tried to sign another defensive tackle, Michael Brockers. Uh, obviously, that deal uh, fell through because of the whole physical issue. But you can tell that they saw... A, last year, we got destroyed by Derrick Henry. We could not stop the run when it really counted. And uh, it seems like they're really trying to improve in that scenario. So yeah, I think the biggest question is how. what can the Ravens do to improve? And to me, they need to figure out, is it offensively? Is it defensively? Um, and I think uh, I, I have confidence in John Harbaugh and, and all the coaching staff there to figure that out. And now moving on to uh the next team in the division in the afc north and it is the most disappointing team from last season the cleveland browns and my biggest question for the cleveland browns is was Freddie kitchens the problem so last year this team had all the expectations in the world this team was kind of what the buccaneers are this year um everybody thought that they were a shoe in to make the playoffs that they were they had finally gotten over the hump they're finally not going to be losers and Baker Mayfield was developing into a good franchise quarterback, and they brought in Odell Beckham, and they have all these weapons, and they fell flat, and pretty much everybody in the Browns organization, pretty much all the players, all the fans are saying, oh, that was just Freddie Kitchens. That was Freddie Kitchens. And maybe that's right. Freddie Kitchens did not look like he was cut out to be an NFL head coach. I mean, wearing that shirt that said um, that the Steelers started it, or whatever that shirt said after Miles Garrett pounded Mason Rudolph with a helmet in the face. That was just a stupid move by Freddie Kitchens. And it really seemed like he was not fit to be an NFL coach yet. Uh, but you, I mean, if you're the Browns organization, you you allowed Baker Mayfield to essentially choose uh, Freddie Kitchens as your head coach. Uh, so, y- you know, some some blame has to go there on Baker Mayfield. And he did not play well last year. I don't think you can blame Freddie Kitchens for the... Uh, put or put the blame totally on Freddie Kitchens last year. Because Baker Mayfield played in the same system, played under this. Freddie Kitchens was his, was his offensive coordinator uh, the, the year before, and he played tremendous as a rookie. So what happened last year? Um, is Freddie Kitchens the problem, or is there more problems? Are there too many personalities on this team with Odell Beckham, with Jarvis Landry, with Baker Mayfield? Are, what is Freddie Kitchens the problem? And I think I'm excited to see if this question gets answered, and if the uh, if Freddie Kitchens was the problem and this team can play up to their potential this year um, and, and answer this question for me. And moving on to a, uh, the third team in the AFC North and it's the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. Uh, I believe they went, uh, what, what, what did they go, eight and eight? Yeah, uh, they were just outside the playoffs. If the playoff format uh, would have been seven teams like it is this year, I think they would have uh, snuck into the playoffs. Uh, obviously they didn't have Ben Rollisberger Uh, for basically the entire season last year. He was injured in week two against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, So overall, I think there was a lot of um, hype, a lot of excitement uh, for the Steelers team heading into this season. Uh, And my big question for them this year is, uh, is the old Big Ben back? Um, I think everybody just kind of penciling Big Ben back into quarterback and assuming that, okay, this team went eight and eight last year. Uh, with uh, a duck and a guy who got pounded in the face with a helmet uh, at quarterback. Uh, Obviously, you bring in one of the best quarterbacks we've had the last 20 years, and they're going to go right back uh, to the playoffs, and they're going to be Super Bowl contenders. And maybe that's correct. Maybe that's right. Uh, There is definitely talent on this roster. uh, But are we totally sure that Big Ben is going to be the same guy that we've seen him be uh, throughout his career? The guy's 38 years old. He's coming off. Uh, a serious injury and in what she had to have surgery on his elbow last year. I mean, uh, this is a guy who's constantly uh, flirted with retirement over and over again. Um, are, are we just uh, automatically expecting big Ben to be the same guy as he's been his whole career last year? I wouldn't be too quick to jump uh, to conclusions on that. Uh, obviously he could surprise me, he could come back and, and play phenomenal. And I think if he does, this Steelers team is definitely a force to be reckoned, reckoned with. So to me, that's the big question they need to answer this season is Ben Roethlisberger needs to come in and answer the question, is he the same Ben Roethlisberger or is he maybe over the hill and um, past his prime? And the final team in the AFC North, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, obviously they finished last uh, in this division last year, uh, they had the number one pick in the draft, drafted Joe Burrow. And a lot of people think, including myself, that they had a really, really good offseason, really, really good draft. It looks like they're actually trending in the right direction for the first time in a while. Um, and and trying to win despite what Carson Palmer has said about them this offseason. And my big question for the Cincinnati Bengals is, is Zach Taylor an NFL head coach? Um, and I, you know, this is kind of a kind of a weird question, but I don't think that we can take much out of last season. This team was just really bad, a ton of injuries. Obviously, AJ Green was out. Uh, all of last season their their first round pick uh, the tackle out of Alabama last year Joe Williams was out the entire season um, And this team was 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 really not very good last year didn't win a whole lot of games um, Although they, they did have a lot more close games than than we really think if you go back and look at a lot of their games They are closer uh, than, than you'd think from a team that had the number one overall pick in this last year's draft and I think uh, This year is going to be huge for a guy like Zach Taylor super young uh, obviously, he was a, an offensive mastermind. One of the one of the young, uh, in quotations, uh, offensive masterminds hired uh, after Sean McVay. Uh, you know, we didn't get to see really last year what Zach Taylor's made of, and I think this year we're hopefully going to see a little bit more out of him and see does he have a future as the as the coach of the Bengals? Uh, can he do some special things with um, with Joe Burrow with AJ Green? with T Higgins. I mean, they have some, some weapons on this team. And I think uh, if, if ever Zach Taylor is going to show that he's capable of being uh, an NFL head coach, this, this roster is the one that you're going to do it with, because I think there's, there's some really good talent. You're going to get Jonah Williams back on that offensive line. And yeah. So my big question is just, uh, it goes on Zach Taylor is Zach Taylor an NFL NFL coach. Can he be uh, a great head coach for the Cincinnati Bengals? Moving on to the next division, uh, and it's the AFC South. Uh, this division looks extremely competitive this year. A lot, uh, Three really like genuine playoff contenders this year, in my opinion. And then you have another team that maybe doesn't fit that category totally. But coming up first is, is the team that won the division last year, uh, the, the Houston Texans. Uh, and my big question for them is, can Bill O'Brien redeem himself? I mean, we talked about... Uh, uh, just two episodes ago that the Houston Texans and, and Bill O'Brien were the class clown this year. Uh, they got that superlative in, in, for this podcast. Um, everybody was laughing at them, uh, tons of memes, tons of funny tweets about, uh, the Texans this year. And I mean, for a good reason, Bill O'Brien really did some, some pretty questionable things this year, got rid of DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in football and brought in uh, David Johnson, a guy who we don't even know if he can play at the same level that, he's, that he used to play at. Uh, brought in Brandon Cooks, who uh, has had his bell rung a million times, has had concussions and been traded just as many times as he's had concussions. Uh, and, you know, this is Bill O'Brien's chance. This roster is still a very talented roster. There's there's. No, There's no shortage of talent on this team. They did lose some key guys, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. They lost DJ Reader at the defensive tackle position. But you still have Deshaun Watson, who is one of the best quarterbacks in football and a young up-and-coming star, a budding star uh, in this NFL, in, in the NFL. Uh, I think Bill O'Brien needs to do a better job of keeping him happy, keeping him satisfied, make him feel comfortable in Houston. Didn't do a very good job of that this offseason, I think. But... You know, Bill O'Brien has a chance to to totally redeem himself with a very talented roster. The defense is not not awful. You still have J.J. Watt, obviously there. That defensive line is not what it used to be, but offensively, I think is where this team has chances. If David Johnson can come back and be what he was at one point with the Cardinals, or even let's say three quarters of what he was with the uh, Arizona Cardinals, you have an offensive weapon. You already have uh, Duke Johnson in there who who plays very similar style to David Johnson. So a little bit of a confusing. Uh, another confusing question why they would bring in David Johnson, but whatever. Um, You still have talent on this roster. Uh, You have some really, really speedy receivers. All of your receivers really seem to be just downfield threats. You have Kenny Stills, who we're not sure if we'll make the roster, but we have Will Fuller, who needs to stay healthy more often. Brandon Cook, same thing, needs to stay healthy. You have a bunch of these deep threat, down-the-field guys, Uh, so they're going to really air it out this season. And uh, you know, Can Deshaun Watson carry this team? Can Deshaun Watson make his coach uh, look good again and maybe go from Uh, the class clown, maybe go from the nerd to the prom, prom king, uh, this season and moving on to the next team in the AFC South and it's the Tennessee Titans. And my big question for them is does lightning strike twice? Uh, they say that lightning never strikes twice in the same spot. I think that's what the saying is. Don't think so. Uh, actually it doesn't sound totally right, but they say lightning doesn't strike twice. Uh, sounds legit. Um, Ryan Tannehill was lightning in a bottle last year for this team. This team had no hope uh, with Marcus Mariota last year, one of the most boring quarterbacks I've ever witnessed in my life. You'd think that would not be the case with his ability to run, but my goodness, this team was so boring with Marcus Mariota. And then Ryan Tannehill came in and sparked and lit a a fire underneath the butt of this Tennessee Titans team and took them all the way to the AFC Championship game. And they had a lead on the eventual Super Bowl champions. And the biggest question for, for me for the Tennessee Titans is, can Ryan Tannehill do it again? I mean, now that teams are expecting him, teams know that he's the quarterback, that what he's capable of, what they can do to stop him. Um, can this team be what they were last year? Because you're going to have teams come in and go all out to stop Derrick Henry. Because right now, the narrative around the Tennessee Titans is if we can just stop Derrick Henry somehow, if we can stack the box, make sure that he doesn't uh, go off against us, make us look as silly as Earl Thomas looked uh, in, the, in the AFC playoffs last season. Uh, We have a real shot to beat this team. So can Ryan Tannehill uh, turn heads again this season? He was borderline an MVP candidate last year. I think those are big shoes to fill. uh, But, uh, you know, that's the biggest question for me for the Tennessee Titans this year. Is can Ryan Tannehill strike again uh, and take the league by storm once again? Moving on to another team in the AFC South. And it's the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, This team made some big time acquisitions this offseason. Brought in DeForest Buckner uh, in a trade with the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously they, they, uh, signed Philip Rivers to be their, their quarterback there. Uh, Jacoby preset was not really doing the job last year. And my biggest question for, for the Indianapolis Colts, and mainly for Philip Rivers is what does Philip Rivers have left is my big question for the Colts. Um, we saw Philip Rivers did not play well last year. He, he, uh, had one of his worst seasons last year in Los Angeles. Um, he has hasn't been well protected for most of his career. Los Angeles has not had uh, a fantastic offensive line, but he's had weapons in Los Angeles. Uh, he's had Hunter Henry. He's had uh, Keenan Allen. He's had Melvin Gordon. He's had guys like Travis Benjamin. Uh, but you know, he's never he's never really been able to get over that hump and be a, a you know a, a Super Bowl uh, caliber quarterback. Um, and you know, with last year being one of his worst seasons. A lot of uh, people are very skeptical to see uh, if Philip Rivers can actually come and lift this team off the ground. And a lot of people are thinking, yeah, uh, even if Philip Rivers doesn't play well, they have a really good backup quarterback in Jacoby Brissett who can come in. Uh, but we saw what this team was with Jacoby Brissett last year. They were a, they were a fine team. They, they basically won the games they were supposed to get, win and lost the games they were supposed to to, to lose. Uh, so you don't want to have a scenario if you're a Colts fan if you're the Colts organization where Philip Rivers is not performing and you have to bring in Jacoby Percet, uh to play quarterback to me this, this team this season for this team it it really relies on Philip Rivers this season if he has the ability to uh, get out of the slump that he had last year uh, did not perform well last year can he uh, with this team, with they have an incredible offensive line, which is something he hasn't had in a very long time. They have the weapons. They brought in Michael Pittman, uh, the rookie wide receiver, big guy. They have, um, obviously, T.Y. Hilton. They brought in Jonathan Taylor, one of the best running backs in the draft this season. So they're surrounding this team, and I think they're they're really prepared to make a run at the Super Bowl. But I think the biggest question for them is if Phillip Rivers can be uh, the Phillip Rivers that we've seen. Uh, when he was uh, an MVP candidate, when he was a a Pro Bowl-type quarterback, an All-Pro-type quarterback. Uh, So to me, the Colts season really rides on Phillip Rivers this season. And moving on to the final team in the AFC South, and it's a team that I don't have a lot of hope in as far as uh, the record-wise this year. I don't think that they're going to be a very good team this year, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. And my main question for them this season, I think this is a main question for them as well, uh, for themselves is, is Gardner Minshew the man? Uh, is he the guy? I think this year, uh, is as fair or unfair as it may be, uh, this year is gonna be an audition for Gardner Minshew. I think this is gonna be his chance to either show, hey, I'm gonna be that guy, or hey, this team's not gonna be very good. Uh, if, if Gardner Minshew doesn't show that he's the guy, this team's gonna go get a guy like Trevor Lawrence, a guy like Justin Fields, uh, or Trey Lance, uh, in next year's draft. So to me, this season uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're in a really tough division. I don't see them being a playoff contender. I don't see them being uh, one of those uh, scrappy, frisky teams that's going to maybe squeak into the playoffs, squeak into the wild card spot. To me, this season for them is all about um, Gardner Minshew and if he is the future here. I really like Gardner Minshew. I'm rooting for him. I think he's a really fun quarterback. And I think there's going to be other teams watching the Jacksonville Jaguars this year and watching Gardner Minshew just to... See maybe hey Jacksonville maybe ends up with the first overall pick, uh, but Gardner Minshew plays pretty well. I think there could be teams interested in trading for Gardner Minshew and bringing him in to maybe be their quarterback of the future. But yeah, my main question for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars is is Gardner Minshew the man? And that wraps up the AFC South. Moving on to the division that has seen a lot of turnover uh, this offseason. This is a this is a division that has been completely and utterly dominated by the New England Patriots for the last 20 years. And now we've seen Tom Brady uh, leave and a lot of other key pieces on that New England Patriots team leave this offseason. Is the reign of the Patriots finally over? I guess if we want to have one question for each division, this is the question that you have. Is the the Patriots uh, reign over? Um, I'm sure the other three teams and a lot of other teams in the NFL are hoping that this is the truth and that Patriots reign is over uh, here in the AFC, East, but we're going to, uh, we're going to start with the new England Patriots. And my big question for them is who the heck is Jared Stidham? Uh, he, the guy was a, a, a second round pick, I believe, uh, last year out of Auburn. Um, we don't know a whole lot about him. He played pretty well in the preseason, uh, last year. Uh, some people had him ranked as a, as a top three quarterback in that draft. Um, Obviously, uh, we, we just haven't seen much of him. Uh, the Patriots seem to be confident enough where they don't go out and sign a guy like Cam Newton or, or even attempt to sign a guy like Andy Dalton or, or bring in a Nick Foles. They, they were just completely comfortable with Jared Sittum and Brian Hoyer. So the biggest question, question for me is, uh, who is Jared Sittum? Is he going to be uh, a good enough quarterback to, to take this team uh, to another playoffs, another AFC division title? Uh, Tom Brady didn't play his best year last year. This team still, I believe had a 12 and four record last year. Uh, now they did have a really easy schedule this year and this, uh, or last year rather, and this year it's completely flipped. They have the hardest schedule in the NFL. So it's definitely not going to be easy. Uh, and I think this, a lot of people, a lot of critics, uh, whether it's fair or not, are going to uh, use this season as a gauge to see, Hey, uh, is the Patriots dynasty, uh, Bill Belichick or is it Tom Brady? Uh, and I don't think that's completely fair, but I think there's going to be a lot of critics and a lot of people that really hate the Patriots that are going to use this year as a gauge. And that that kind of all depends on how well um, Jared Stidham plays this year. And moving on to the next team in the AFC East is the team that gave the Patriots a run for their money last year in the division, and it's the Buffalo Bills. I've talked over and over uh, how much I really, really like what the Buffalo Bills are building uh, in, in Buffalo. I may not like their young quarterback all that much he's not one of my favorite quarterbacks in the nfl but i really like what sean mcdermott and what uh brandon bean have built there in buffalo uh, but my biggest question is can you take the next step buffalo bills can you take the next step uh the patriots everybody's assuming that they're going to fall off this year this team the team is not as talented as they were uh previous years and and it seems like the str- the 20-year stranglehold that the Patriots had over this division uh, may finally be over. Uh, can you take the next step? Can uh, guys like Josh Allen, can can guys like him step up and and just get over that hump, win this division? Uh, it's one thing to be the young, uh, scrappy uh, team that squeaked into the wild card and, and, and nearly won a playoff game. It's another thing to just say, hey, this division's ours now. And I think that's what the Buffalo Bills need to do. And I think they have the team to do that. They have a really good defense. Uh, Sean McDermott is a, is, is a really good coach. Um, and I think it, it's going to fall a lot on Josh Allen. Like a lot of these teams, it's going to fall on that quarterback. Um, can he take the next step? Can this team take the next step and, and become favorites, become potential Super Bowl contenders this season? And moving on to the New York Jets, uh, the third team in the AFC East. And my big question for them is, can you win with Adam Gase? Uh, obviously, as a Dolphins fan, uh, I don't love Adam Gase. Uh, he didn't do... Uh, amazing things in Miami uh, he hasn't done amazing things in New York. Uh, had besides the one, uh, playoff season that he had in Miami, he, I don't know what, uh, a team like the Jets saw in, uh, Adam Gates to bring him in as a head coach. It seems like wherever he goes, drama follows. It doesn't seem like he wants Le'Veon Bell there. Uh, he, I, people want to say that he's a quarterback whisperer. I don't know where, you can possibly see that other than get lucking out and having Peyton Manning for the, for a couple seasons there in Denver. I mean, what did he do with, with Ryan Tannehill? Absolutely nothing. And Ryan Tannehill balled out last season. What has he done with, uh, with a guy like, um, like Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold, uh, obviously the injuries last year uh, hindered him. He, he had mono there for a little bit, but uh, he, he really didn't show uh, any improvement. And if anything, Sam Darnold was worse last year than he was, uh, in his rookie season so to me can you win with Adam Gase is Adam Gase going to be a, uh, a a coach that's fired after this season um, is he or is he going to step up and finally show what the heck the um, uh, Johnson saw in this guy and bringing him in and hiring him so I think a lot falls on Adam Gase I think he's a guy who's on the hot seat and if, if, if this team doesn't improve if we don't see tremendous improvement out of um, Sam Darnold uh, specifically I think Adam Gase could be out here and and in the New York Jets could be looking for another head coach. Moving on to the final team in the AFC East, and that's the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins uh, had quite a, a busy offseason, signing a lot of free agents, uh, spending big money in free agency. But I think spending it smarter than we've seen them spend it in the past. Um, they had a pretty good draft, uh, maybe drafted some guys that we were not expecting, maybe some some reaches in, cer- in certain aspects. But they went out and they got their franchise quarterback into a Tongo Vailoa. And that leads me to my one big question for the Miami Dolphins, and it's how long till Tuba starts? I mean, this team has has certainly more expectations than they had last year. Uh, the expectation last year was that this team was tanking for the man that they drafted their fifth overall. Uh, they got their guy. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick played really well last year. Uh, I would say that he was the best quarterback in this division last year. Uh, definitely would get a lot of hate with uh, with that statement, but to me, it's just look at the numbers. Look at the way he played. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick was was the best quarterback in this division last year. Uh, so, how long until Tua can can become the starter here? And is it a bad look if if Tua cannot overtake R- Ryan Fitzpatrick as the starter? This is the, I think an important question for Dolphin for the Dolphins and for Dolphins fans is uh, if Tua can't come in and and take the starting job uh, within like half a season there, how, how good is he really? And I understand he's got injury issues, but he's been talking till he's blue in the face this off season that he doesn't have those, uh, injury issues. He feels hundred percent. He could play right now. So if he's 100% healthy, why in the world would you start Ryan Fitzpatrick if Tua Tonga Bailoa is really that good? So to me, the biggest question is when does Tua start? Uh, and is he going to be the franchise savior? And if he can't beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I know Ryan Fitzpatrick has done some amazing things uh, in the past. But if, if Tua cannot beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, is he really as good as everybody's saying he is? Moving on to the final division, uh, the final four big questions I have for the AFC team. And we're going to move on to the AFC West. Uh, we're going to start off with the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. And my big question for them is, obviously, this is a team like the like the Ravens, where they don't have a whole lot of questions. This is an extremely talented roster. They were talented enough last year to win the Super Bowl. Uh, they, they have uh, incredible talent on that offense. They went and got Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, in the first round at running back to, to bolster that offense even more. The uh, Defense may be still uh, a potential liability, but I think this team doesn't have a whole lot of questions. My biggest question for them is, can you stay hungry? Uh can you stay motivated? Can you um, keep that fire burning inside of you? A lot of teams, when they go out and win the Super Bowl, they, they struggle to find motivation. I mean, you, you already climbed all the way to the top of the mountain, and now you got to go all the way to the bottom and climb it all over again. And their schedule is really tough. The first half of the season, they start off with Houston. They play the LA Chargers. They play Baltimore. They play New England. Uh, they play the Raiders, and they play Buffalo and Denver, all those teams in a row. So that's, that's, that's a tough skid to start off with there. I think, um, that'll really be telling to see if if this team still has that motivation, if this team is still hungry, if this team, uh, is going to be able to repeat this year. Uh, and I think with a guy like Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, uh, it's probably pretty easy to feel confident if you're a chiefs fan and I, and I don't blame you. So my biggest question for the Kansas city chiefs is can they keep that hunger? Can they keep that fire? And and repeat as champions because we know how incredibly hard it is to repeat as Super Bowl champions. Moving on to the next team in the AFC West, and it is the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, my biggest question for the Las Vegas Raiders is who's going to step up at quarterback? Who's going to step up? Uh, Derek Carr's been there for a couple of years now with John Gruden, uh, hasn't done anything overly impressive. I don't. I wouldn't say that Derek Carr's been awful. Uh, I don't mind him as a quarterback, but I think John Gruden's getting the itch to to go out and get his own quarterback. They signed um, Marcus Mariota this off season. Uh, they brought in some potential competition for Derek Carr. Which one of these quarterbacks is going to step up and impress John Gruden? Because I think I think if if they go another season, another unimpressive like eight and eight, seven and nine, six and ten type of season, and Derek Carr does really nothing to impress, and and potentially Marcus Mariota. Uh, is the same old boring self. Uh, I think both these quarterbacks are gone and, and John Gruden's going to go and get his own quarterback. Obviously, we, we uh, heard the rumors that this team was interested in Tom Brady this season. I could definitely see that. You know, John Gruden loves the older veteran quarterbacks. Uh, and I think the biggest thing for the, for the Raiders this year is you need Derek Carr or you need Marcus Mariota to step up and be uh, a franchise quarterback. Uh, I don't have total confidence in that happening. And I don't know if many uh, Las Vegas Raiders fans do. But I think you need somebody to step up and be the face of your franchise as you move into Las Vegas. So yeah, moving on to the next team, the third team in the AFC West. And it's one of my favorite teams going into the season. It's the Denver Broncos. And my biggest question for this team is, has John, John Elway finally found his guy? Uh, John Elway overall has been a fairly good general manager, I'd say, in his tenure with uh, Denver. But the one biggest question for him is, he hasn't really been able to find his quarterback he got lucky that one season uh, when, and you know, maybe lucky is a little bit rude. Uh, he still had to recruit Peyton Manning, but Peyton Manning was a free agent. That uh, almost never happens in the NFL to have a quarterback uh, that caliber, that high caliber uh, available in free agency. Uh, they had, they brought in Peyton Manning as a quarterback, but since then, John Elway has, has tried and tried and tried to bring in uh, a franchise quarterback. He drafted Paxton Lynch in the first round, who has really underrated as an incredible bust. I mean, my goodness, that guy did absolutely nothing in the NFL. And he was a first-round pick. People really, really forget about Paxton Lynch. Uh, and then he brought in um, he brought in Case Keenum uh, after his uh, success in Minnesota. That didn't work out. He brought in Joe Flacco last year. That didn't work out. You, know, you can say injuries were involved there, but uh, was Joe Flacco ever really going to be the franchise quarterback in Denver? I doubt it, but... Um, Drew Locke I mean the guy looks the part uh, he looks like he could be a potential franchise quarterback I think this team uh, really rallies around him I think they like uh, Drew Locke and they, they did an incredible job a really really good job of surrounding him with talent this year they went out and got uh, Jerry Judy in the first round love that pick you have Jerry Judy now with Cortland Sutton they got KJ Hamler in the second round the speedy receiver out of Penn State uh, there's a lot of talent they, they brought in Melvin Gordon I mean, this offense has a ton of talent. I think Drew Locke, you know, this year is going to be uh, a test for him. Can, can he take that next step? Can he be a franchise quarterback? And has John Elway finally found his guy there in Denver? And now moving on to the final team in my big question uh, podcast here. And it is the Los Angeles Chargers. This team is moving in to their new stadium this year with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, they had have, they have the new... Uh, uniform redesign. They have a lot of hype around them. Uh, obviously, with drafting Justin Herbert in the first round at quarterback, um, they 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 seem committed to Tyrod Taylor right now as a starter at quarterback. But who knows? Maybe Justin Herbert comes in there and steals a job. And my biggest question for them is: is there enough talent on this team to hide the quarterback? And to me, you know, that seems a little harsh. But in in, in a way, it's it's a compliment. This team is extremely talented. They went out and they got Kenneth Murray and added him to an to an incredibly talented uh, defense already. I mean, you talk about the the talent on this team. They have Melvin Ingram, uh, they have Joey Bosa, uh, they 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 have um, Derwin James, Casey Hayward, uh, and and now you add Kenneth Murray in there uh, in the middle of that defense. Uh, that's an incredible team, and they have still uh, Keenan Allen at wide receiver. They brought back Hunter Henry. Um, they have Austin Eckler, probably the one of the best. Uh, receiving backs in football. Uh, This team has an incredible amount of talent. And you have just two really, really unproven uh, quarterbacks. Tyrod Taylor's had his shot. He's had his chance uh, in Buffalo and in Cleveland. He's had his chance to prove if he's a franchise quarterback. And I think he's proved to everybody he's not. Uh, So I think he's something that they're going to have to overcome this season. And, And if Justin Herbert maybe comes in and steals a job, maybe surprises some people and and, and steals a job from Justin Herbert. I don't think that he's the type of quarterback that's going to light the world on fire immediately in the NFL. I think he needs developing. Uh, so the biggest question for me is, does this Chargers team have enough talent to overcome their quarterback position? Can they um, make plays on defense like we saw with the Steelers last year, make incredible uh, plays on defense, score on defense, and, and and do enough on that side of the ball, on special teams, in the run game, uh, have Austin Eckler Uh, ball out? Do they have enough talent to hide the quarterback position? And that kind of wraps up uh, this podcast. Uh, 16 big questions for every team in the AFC. Be sure to tune in next week, next Tuesday for the NFC version of this podcast. We're going to go through every team division by division in the NFC and have one big question for them as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, Make sure you follow the show on Instagram and Twitter uh, at underscore average Joe show. I put up a question on uh, on Instagram today, uh, on my Instagram story, uh, who is the Michael Jordan of the NFL? I would love to get some feedback on that. I've already got a got a few people uh, give me their feedback on there. Uh, just make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram so I can interact with, with the fans and with the listeners of this podcast. We definitely really appreciate that. And once again, if you're listening on Apple podcast, uh, leave us a rating, leave us a review, hopefully a good uh, rating. <laughs> You know, if you, you want to leave us a two star, maybe, you know, don't do that. But um, definitely uh, spread the podcast around. Uh, if you have any friends that are into football, be sure to uh, tell them about the podcast. And if you have any questions about the show or you just want to talk football with me, be sure to do that on Instagram, Twitter, uh, wherever, uh, on Facebook. Uh, I definitely would, would be down uh, to, to talk to you guys. I want to try to build a relationship with the fan base, with the listeners. Uh, and also we're on YouTube. Now, if you go to average Joe, uh, on YouTube, uh, we're going to start uploading our podcasts on YouTube. Our, our past episode was uploaded on YouTube. So be sure to, to check us out there as well. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode. Um, and we will catch you guys on the next one.